Welcome to episode number 48 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Vervotech. Established in 2018 with the vision of organizing the world's accommodation data with 100% accuracy and completeness by using large-scale aggregation, AI-based processing, and ever-evolving ML models. They avoid showing duplicate hotels and rooms from multiple suppliers built using artificial intelligence. UNICA is a SaaS offering that accelerates travel businesses across the globe with hotel mapping and room mapping services. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comment section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Sanjay, welcome to episode number 48 of Taking You to the Top. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Rami. It's my pleasure. So Sanjay, to get us started, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and maybe taking us back from the beginning, uh, tell us where you're from and where the journey started and how that journey led you to founding Vervotech. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before founding Verbotech, uh, you know, I I was working for a travel technology company called Taviska. Uh, I worked there for almost a decade. Uh, I started working for that company uh, in the start, right on the you know uh, first day when that company was really eight to ten people sitting in a flat, uh, and I worked for that company uh, till you know it uh, grown to uh, more than five hundred people company. Uh, and while doing that, uh, we were doing product and services both in travel there. Uh, so, you know, I had a lot of thoughts. I had, uh, you know, so it, it the, the life is always like this. When you sure. do something, move on, you always think I should have done something differently. So in that yeah. journey, I had so many such thoughts. Uh, and that company got acquired uh, in 2018. Uh, 18? And, uh, 2018, yes. Okay. Uh, early 2018. And uh, that's that's the time when you know uh, I started thinking about you know some of the thoughts I have because uh, when the company got acquired, uh, of course there are different mandates and different uh, direction to move forward. So that's the time when I started uh, thinking about you know uh, the ideas and the learnings and you know the additional opportunities we see in the travel. Sure. So back in you know 2018 when you know just the uh, friends you know we were meeting. Uh, for lunch and we were talking about these things uh, some of them were still in Taviska some of their you know some of them left uh, Taviska a few years back we, we you know keep meeting uh, regularly and you know uh, on, on uh, one of those lunch discussions you know we decided to do something on our own actually it was not okay. really like we wanted to solve a specific problem but we had some thoughts so I personally was always interested in solving a problem 
which will push the industry forward a problem which will help every travel business uh, and then you know some of us had thoughts about you know how do we leverage and bring the new technologies to these travel businesses Sure. So six of six of us actually uh, came together and you know decided to start a journey back in 2018, and we were doing two things that time. Sure. So one thing as a problem, uh, you know, as I said, we wanted to solve a problem which will push the industry forward. Uh, we picked the problem of organizing world's accommodation data, and I'll talk about it, uh, you know, uh, in a while. Sure. But that that as a problem we picked uh, for solving it. and making sure we are able to help every travel business everyone in the accommodation industry through that at the same time uh, we had been doing some technology services because we were a group of six people uh, and we kept working on these things uh, and as things grown we basically understood the landscape and had absolute clarity about how to go forward what we want to do you know how how we can actually create an impact on the entire ecosystem Okay. So uh, in in this journey, uh, you know, uh, then actually when we got a clarity on this journey, uh, we basically decided to uh, have a focused approach. So Vervotech would only remain a product-based company and focus on this. And some of my friends, you know, co-founders who wanted to focus on the technology business, uh, you know, moved out and started a new organization focusing there. And that's how okay. we really became. a very focused uh, you know in last two years uh, but taking back the way it started uh, there are only three things which were very important first thing is being in travel for more than a decade we had lot of things we wanted to try and we see an opportunity second is you know as as a group of people we always wanted to work together uh, you know it's really fun to make sure you know we work together in in a, a like minded people right and lastly uh you know we all typically work enjoying in the smaller groups uh you know my earlier organization became more than 500 people team though there are different aspects and challenges to solve but we somehow in the journey lost the fun we used to have in the early days of that organization and we just wanted to bring that fun back absolutely so that it all started okay uh, well um if if you could tell us more about what you mean by the accommodation industry are you talking yeah, specifically about hotel accommodation yeah absolutely i'll i'll talk about it and i'll you know uh, just to give the context i'll give you examples of some problems sure. so you might have heard the problems like someone books a hotel uh, you know through an ota and they realize that hotel doesn't have a reserva- reservation at the time of check in right or you know yeah uh, or or you know you see the wrong images on the hotel website or you know so th- there are many problems you know many such problems so so the the reality is price or a rate is the most important decision in the buying of of a customer sure. and to make sure travel agencies are able to offer the best rates to their customers each of these travel agency works with multiple suppliers in the back end okay. to make sure they are able to source and when they do that they get the same hotel multiple times in an average they get you know same hotel 40 to 60 times in an average and wow. you know that then that inventory and those rooms needs to be mapped so there is a lot when you go on expedia.com and try to search for a hotel it you know a lot happens behind the scene and when they expedia let's say connects with 300 sources to get the best rates 
that is the point when all these hotels needs to be mapped and that's the area where these problems are introduced okay and we are solving that problem for every travel business and you know the uh, just to give you the magnitude of the problem even expedia companies like expedia who have you know billions of dollars in to invest in the technology they are not solving these problems in house they are also trying to look for solution and you know relying on these solutions for this so we are trying to solve this particular problem for each and every travel business let it be uh, expedia or booking.com or it may be a smaller dmc with two suppliers connected to it sure uh, i'm still trying to understand like as a customer so your mm-hmm. customer is travel agencies agencies okay and so they come they in travel. yeah yeah go ahead how, how are they actually using your technology yeah so every travel agency which is connecting with the multiple suppliers for getting the hotel inventory mm-hmm. use our services to take the hotels from multiple sources and make sure those are mapped and travel agencies are able to represent or show the unique hotels and unique rooms and unique rates back to their customers okay. since same hotel same rooms are coming from different suppliers they need a technology which will help them to map it in between so we have an ai based saas offering which helps these travel agencies to map that full content and make it available to their customers so out of curiosity what what do these agencies currently use if they don't know yeah, about so, you for example yeah yeah that's right and you know there are actually this is not uh, and you are spot on this is not the new problem this is the old problem and there are companies and you know uh, solutions available in the market uh, the one prominent one uh, is Uh, a company called giata based out of germany okay uh, but yeah the you know the uh, key part in this problem is how many properties your solution is able to map so right now we are able to map more than 98% properties whereas all the solutions available out there in the market are able to map between 65 to 85% okay so got it that that's where you know uh, our solution is kind of because it's really more the mapping more the conversion and more the revenue okay understood um well in that case so are are you working specifically i mean do you have a specific geography that you're working with or this you're open to working with everyone yeah we we are working globally across you know uh, all the regions across all the markets uh, business sizes Uh, what we did you know uh, till now mostly uh, we identified some big travel businesses in each market uh, mm-hmm. north america you know south america europe india middle east and uh, we went behind those targeted customers because sizable customers from every market uh, were important for us to validate the product uh, you know sooner so we yeah. already have more than 30 customers in 10 countries you know which are in different geographies Okay. Uh, which really helped us to validate the product and from the last quarter we started actually going behind the small to mid size customers so you know if if i have to talk about our customer segments there are two kind of customers sure. first is large customers large travel businesses who have in house technology teams as an example expedia has in house technology team or mm-hmm. dbu holiday has in house technology teams but there are small to mid size companies who typically work with travel technology companies to you know uh, kind of source the technology product from them okay so what we do is we work with these large companies directly and for small to mid size companies 
we are going to leverage the travel technology companies uh, so we just entered into a partnership with qtech uh, you know which is one of the uh, leading travel tech company in the region uh, mm-hmm. to kind of deliver the mappings to their customers so yeah we are uh, you know looking at all the customers across the globe okay got it and so i'm assuming you're you mentioned that your revenue model is a saas model yes could you share with us i mean what your different yeah. uh you know choices are or options for a travel agency for example to choose from yeah absolutely so we we have uh, two uh, two offerings right now uh, mm-hmm. one is the basic offering and one is the premium offering we call so basic offering is just giving the hotel mapping to customers only they make they're, they're able to ensure that every hotel is listed uniquely so to give the hotel mapping we have basic offering okay. premium offering comes with lot of things beyond mappings uh, so as an example you know the additional opinionated content the supplier so these uh, these businesses actually getting the supplier content like images amenities description so we standardize okay. and unify content as well so these are the two basic offerings uh, with the monthly and annual uh, you know pricing so you can go with you know uh, paying monthly as you use or you can actually pay annually with a discounted pricing okay got it and are are they actually accessing all of this information through some sort of an api or are they using your platform or portal yeah so uh, yes so uh, so there are three things in this the first is uh, if a customer sign ups with us they get an access to a self service portal where they are able to see everything all the insights so this is more for a visibility and giving a, a information you know and actionable insights to customers sure second is we have an apis which are typically integrated with the api layer of customers to fetch this information and keep syncing in the database right and third is we also get this information as the you know uh, csv files so some of the customers let's say you know someone is working with travel get x as an example for a supplier connectivity mm-hmm. so travel get x system allows to import the mapping in a specific format so we have developed those uh, you know of specific formats for different technology companies as well so that customer onboarding time is efficient so when we started Uh, customer onboarding time was three months. Right now, we are able to onboard customer in less than seven days, and oh, you know, wow. we'll continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And our goal is making sure we are able to onboard customer in less than one day, one business day. So that's where we are building more and more self-service capabilities and more and more SDKs. Uh, sure. But yeah, to answer your question, there is portal, there is API, and there are CSV files as well. Perfect. So you you cover every type of customer, almost. Yes. Okay, yeah, got it. Then. And uh, what does uh, Vervo Tech's team size look like today? Yeah, we are we are a sixteen people team right now, mm-hmm. uh, which includes you know uh, four sales and marketing uh, people, including me. Uh, I am a technic, okay. you know, actually a technologist, but my most of the time today is going on the sales and marketing, so it count on this side. Uh, and the twelve are uh, technology guys, which includes a data scientist, which includes an AI and ML architect. uh so the beauty of we don't have to write really a lot of code we you know our system is almost ready all our team is keep doing is uh, kind of fine tuning and you know uh, keep adding the new ml models to kind of how to enhance further how to enhance further 
and sure, keep sure. integrating as well. Uh, so it's a 16 people team in total. Okay, got it. And so when did you write the first line of code? Which year? Uh, 2018 uh, for a commercial project, of course, before that in college. Uh, but yeah, 2018, uh, when I joined Riska, uh, that, that's the time when I wrote the first line of code. Uh, was that the first line of code for Virgotech? Uh, no, uh, you know, Virgotech started just two years back. I wrote a first line of code, uh, you know, 13 years back. Okay, understood. Perfect. Well, Sanjay, if you don't mind, we'll just briefly get into the economics to understand, you know, more of the financial side of your company. Uh, was Vervotech uh, bootstrapped or did you have to raise capital? Uh, no, it's, it's a bootstrapped. Okay, perfect. And could you possibly give us a range? I mean, if somebody were to try and launch a company like Vervotech, how much would you need to spend on average or uh, a range? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, when we started, uh, we sp uh, spent around fifteen thousand dollars from our own pocket, which was mainly for uh, office space as well as you know some tools and softwares we were needing. Uh, okay. But as I said, what we started doing at the same time is we actually signed off, you know, and uh, took the technology services project as well. So in the journey of eighteen months from the start, uh, the first eighteen months. Uh, we generated the profit of around seven hundred thousand uh, dollar, okay. which we you know spent and invested back in the product. So uh, you know if if I had to talk about how much we invested in total is initial fifteen thousand dollar and then seven hundred thousand dollar is what we invested uh, back in product. Uh, our product is basically you know we did a break even uh, with the product revenue in the last quarter. Okay. So, uh, you know that that's how of course you know around two hundred thousand dollar would be there uh, you know as a cash in the account but a half a million uh, is what we had I would say invested on the product side of things uh, which was earned from the you know uh, other business. Okay, and did you spend it all on on the actual development of the product, or did you also have to you know what um, percentage of it would you say is for hiring? Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot, uh, I think I think I would say fifty percent of it uh, went on the uh, development, and fifty percent of it went on the other things. And when I say other things, mm -hmm. uh, it is largely the you know events and conferences, and you know marketing, branding. Because uh, this is the one important thing you know uh, I learned from my previous engagements. Uh, you know, building a great product doesn't help you to really market it. You need to go and market. And you know, we started spending from day one. So we attended the you know events globally. As an example, we attended Focusrite. We had booth there. We attended Travel Technology Europe in London. So we attended those different events, and we we spent a good amount of money in the marketing and branding as well. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, as as I said, we went behind the large accounts, uh, and you know to get the confidence of these large accounts, being a startup which is bootstrapped. Uh, we had yeah. to make you know a lot of visits to these companies. So we had to travel to North America many times. We had to travel to South America, Europe, uh, in Dubai as well. So we had to make that, uh, you know, those trips as well to meet people in person, you know, uh, and, you know, 50% uh, of it, I would say, you know, uh, went in uh, all the marketing and business development things. Sure, sure. Okay, and um, based on that, 
what does ARR look like today? Uh, so yeah, for this financial year, so in India, we follow uh, March to April as a financial year. So for mm-hmm. this year, based on the current commitments, uh, we will cross $400,000 in ARR. Uh, and this is really interesting, you know, uh, in our case, we started gaining a lot of traction after pandemic. So, you know, in March and April, we were really shocked and surprised what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but because of the pandemic, uh, you know, there there was a bigger need for more automated solutions to make sure things are done quickly. I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. When this pandemic started, uh, China was the first market to recover and the hotel started opening up in China. So a sure. lot of our customers wanted to get the access to a C-trip inventory, which provides more than 1 million hotels. Okay. We were able to map C-trip and make it available for our customers in less than 24 hours. So okay. those are the kind of things happened. Uh, today only actually we signed up one customer. So with that, in this pandemic, we signed up 12 customers till now. Great. Uh, so, you know, our revenue grown significantly. Uh, and yeah, the current uh, ARR look like, you know, uh, is around $428,000 for this annual, uh, this financial year. So, uh, I mean, I would have guessed that it would be the opposite. So this is quite surprising. So what would, be, be before the pandemic, what was ARR? Uh, uh, yeah, so our revenue is grown by, you know, 34% uh, in the pandemic. Of course, we had to lose some customers because, uh, but you know, uh, that that was a very uh, very negligible number i would say and sure. what you know the, how we benefited in the pandemic is as i said we were focusing on the large customers in our first year so most of our customers before pandemic were really large uh, so more than 10 customers we had are multi billion us dollars in revenue so okay. you know these large companies doesn't have that much impact at least on these essential you know uh, spends uh, so that way, that helped us to kind of, you know, uh, we had a very minimal impact on our financials. And then, you know, uh, the, the the way, you know, I think it helped us uh, in pandemic is, of course, you know, I used to go on 10 sales call uh, before pandemic in on daily, but now I'm going probably on two. But two are, you know, are very serious about it. There are There is a higher conversion rate because people who are talking about the investment at this point of time, are the one who are financially savvy as well as are the one who are leveraging this time to build the product and be ready once the industry is back. And that has been really helping us. Uh, Yeah. Okay. No, no. I mean, that's definitely very clear. Um, The the other question I had is, would you say that having, going after bigger clients in the beginning helped you sell to the small and medium size because of, you know, the names, the logos that you had in your portfolio. Exactly. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, that that's exactly the plan was. So okay. by going behind big customers, we achieved two things. One thing is uh, we don't have to really work with uh, a lot of businesses because we were giving a proper attention to every customer we are onboarding. Sure. At the same time, these bigger companies have in-house technology teams, which makes it very easy to work with them. Because when right. you go with the small and mid-size, it really depends on which technology team they are working with. Okay, but yeah. in, uh, we are fortunate that we were able to do this because as a startup, it's not really easy to get the big logos. But in our case, uh, the most beautiful thing is we are in a, a solution which is measurable. 
that means you look at a mapping percentage from your current mapping provider you give the same data to us you look at the mapping percentage and you know results are in front of you so the evaluation the way bigger customers can evaluate us is very straightforward and that helped us because you know in most of the businesses it's not easy to convince the large businesses but in our case i think we are very fortunate because uh, it's a fully measurable product which you know we have uh, and that helped us to kind of win these big customers and you're and you're right that is absolutely a beautiful thing to be able to give your you know potential clients results from day one you know they, they don't have to go through a long process to you know think about using you versus someone else because you can clearly show them that we perform better yeah exactly exactly okay um sanjay so one very important question that everyone asks when they're starting a company or planning to start a company is how to get your first customer so uh how how did you get your number one and then how did you get your first 10 okay so i think i will talk about you know two important customers i got okay sure. uh, one thing is uh, for me it was slightly easy because i have been in the same industry for 12 years uh, okay. so there is a network there is a credibility you know uh, from the past work which helped me to get the first customer because we signed our first customer uh, which is you know akbar travels uh, to name it mm-hmm. uh, we signed them before we started the company even company was not registered and they agreed to work with us in with our product which we are going to develop okay. so we signed up customers you know in really in the discovery phase and you know that past relations helped us okay. but secondly i will talk about the first large customer we signed which is uh, which was not from my existing or old network and that was the most interesting thing to you know uh, right. probably share. so uh, you know linkedin has helped me you know i just you know when when actually we started looking at the potential customers we identified the companies and mm-hmm. i just started reaching out to the decision makers or founders or you know uh, uh, you know the you know i would say relevant people in those industries okay. and trust me uh, to my surprise people are always looking forward to help people are always looking forward to talk uh, i got the responses from people i would have never imagined at that point of time sure uh, no no i go ahead, go ahead. i i completely uh i mean i i've done some outreach myself through linkedin and you're right it is surprising how many people are willing to respond and help you out and answer your questions so no i absolutely, absolutely agree with that Abs- absolutely absolutely and you know uh i think that that's you know uh, reaching out to people talking about your idea you know uh has you know that has helped me a lot i think that's how i got most of our large customers where we were focused and we were going behind the customers uh the first step was reaching out talking about it and then just ask for a time travel go to their office and meet them in person uh, i think you know these are the steps i followed and uh, they helped me a lot so uh just out of curiosity do you remember what your initial outreach message looked like so it was you know it was not really uh, you know same for everyone it was okay. uh, more, you know so what i did is you know through sales navigator uh, you know linkedin tool we we started actually observing people understand the decision makers uh, you know look at their posts so 
I would say we have, we spent a time figuring out how do we reach out, understand the person, learn the person better, and then reach out uh, where, you know, those four lines would excite them to respond and, you know, start the interaction and conversation. Sure, sure. Uh, and no I, one, sorry, go ahead, please. I was saying there's no one line answer. I would say it has to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, it has to be, pers- you know, uh, different for every person, but you just talk it out. What do you think? Uh, why you want to talk? Why you want to elaborate? You know, uh, okay. that way. And it doesn't has to be, uh, you know, for selling. You just start connecting people. So a lot of my initial requests were to get the feedback from their current pain points because we are building this product and we want your feedback. Okay. Uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, it, it was on those lines. Okay, and uh, did you use any automation at all in that process? Uh, no, not at all. And even we don't use any automation even today because, you know, uh, reaching out to mass and then, you know, uh, that, that's not the uh, thing probably I understood yet. Uh, I believe in, you know, you understand the customer. So I know, you know, if, if I have to talk about every market in India, I want to work with Make My Trip. I want to work with... Expedia, booking.com, I, you know, so I know these companies, so better I go behind them instead of, you know, uh, so we don't use any automation at, at least, you know, now. All right. Perfect. Well, Sanjay, um, we just have enough time to wrap up with the famous five. Absolutely. Okay. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I love this book, uh, called good to great by Jim Scullin, you know, which really talks about how an ordinary or good company can be transformed into a great company. Okay, perfect. Um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I've, you know, there, there, there are actually multiple, you know, which I try to learn multiple things. Uh, but, uh, you know, the one which I have learned most and I still trying to learn a lot from is uh, Mahendra Yadav, you know, uh, who is the CEO of my previous organization. So Mahendra? Mahendra Yadav, the, he's the CEO of Taviska, uh, CEO and founder of Taviska. Okay. Got it. Um, number three, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? Of course, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. And number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, I think, you know, uh, focus on two things. Uh, one is learning new things. Don't worry about how that's going to help. Everything will help. And second is building relationships, networks in understanding people. These are the only two things which will take you a long way. Absolutely. And number five, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, yeah, it, it depends actually on, you know, <laughs> most of the time on weekdays, uh, it is, you know, five to seven hours. On okay. weekend, at times it you know uh, becomes even ten hours. So not really, you know, I'm not really a very disciplined at that. Uh, with a kid, actually, it becomes okay. tough. So I have to kind of uh, you know organize or probably work at a schedule which is you know more aligned with him. Out of, out of how, how many kids do you have? Out of curiosity, I have I have one uh, who is one year old. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's new for me. So I'm still learning. Perfect. Well, I have three kids, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you know much more than me. <laughs> well, uh, Sanjay, thank you again so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. And I hope maybe a year from now we could have a follow-up call and see you know, where Vervotech has grown. 
absolutely uh, it was really you know wonderful talking to you uh, and Likewise. let's keep in touch yeah sure thank you thank you rami my thank pleasure you. thank you thanks for watching today's episode be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes if you have an extra minute leaving a review would help us grow 